The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Do we believe the Bible or do we not believe the Bible? Do we believe what it says? Or that it might happen? Or it might not happen? Second Chronicles, which many people quote these days, If my people, upon whom my name has been pronounced, humble themselves and pray, and seek my presence, and turn from the evil, or rather from their evil ways, I will hear them from heaven, and pardon their sins, and revive their land. A couple, three years ago, I was in Reagan's library. I talked about this before, I think, on the air. And we saw Ronald Reagan's mother's Bible. And penciled in next to this verse, she wrote, What a wonderful Bible verse. Because it's stunning. It's not theoretical. God says, I will revive your land. I'll pardon your sins. If you turn your face back toward me, seek my presence. Humbly. Humbly. 
Can that happen for our country? Can it happen for other countries? We're in an extreme time of mercy where God's just wanting a chance to prove himself. Not that he has to, because he's truth. Truth doesn't have to prove itself. But for those who don't believe, there will be no excuse in judgment when they die standing before him. The God didn't do everything possible to reach us in this time. In fact, our lady says in a message, never has heaven been so near to you. She's repeatedly gave many messages talking about her presence here. And even her coming is to give us the impulse to turn our face back to God, that we humble ourselves, our sins be pardoned through contrition, and revival will come as promised in the Bible verse. I will revive their land. So what happens when a nation does this? What happened when a nation doesn't do this? We're seeing these things in real time, in this time of Our Lady. This is an article entitled Spain's Deep Recession. It was written by Jamie Pozuelo Montfort, who's a citizen of Spain, and it was posted on Huffington Post about a month and a half ago. Spain is in deep recession, not only economic-wise, but from every other point of view. Nothing works well in the kingdom, not even the monarchy. Profound changes are necessary if Spaniards wish to have any future at all. Spain's leadership is broken. The two major political parties are filled with corruption cases and charges. The prime minister and opposition chief have both inherited their posts from their predecessors and are already in their 60s. None of the two speaks English fluently. None of the two has had any international experience, whether academic or professional. Spain's territorial framework no longer works. The 17 autonomous regions have literally become federal states with an unnecessary and expensive-to-maintain political infrastructure that mimics those of other mid-sized European countries. Spain's debt levels are no longer sustainable. Public debt-to-GDP ratio has increased from a bottom level of 35% in the second past administration to almost 100% under the current administration, closing the gap with Italy and Greece, which bear unsustainable debt levels. Contrary to Italy, Spain's private debt has also skyrocketed and adds 300% of GDP to the overall outstanding debt owed by Spaniards. Spain's educational system is the worst in the European Union. Recent rankings compromise all the policy-making conducted in Spain since the country transitioned to democracy in 1976. The indicators do not lie. Spain's job market is torn apart. Almost 30% unemployment and above 50% youth unemployment say it all. Millions of Spaniards condemned to long-term unemployment. Hundreds of thousands of recent college graduates have no job prospects. Over the past four years, starting in November 2009, I have traveled throughout the country and interviewed over 700 of Spain's finest experts, most of whom are convinced that the country is on the verge of collapse. Spaniards risk erupting into a violent revolution because of an irresponsible leadership which has led all of us, with our consent, to the verge of a nervous breakdown. 
It is time for yet another kind of revolution. The elegant revolution was announced by Lucas Malada in his 1890 essay, The Future Spanish Revolution, which I praise because of its ability to anticipate what was yet to come. We must face the severity of the challenges ahead and accept we need open heart surgery. 700 of the finest experts in Spain say it's going to collapse. Amazing. And when experts start saying this, which they don't like to say it because they are part of the system, you can bet it's going to happen. Spain is part of the pigs. You have Portugal for P, you have I for Italy, you have G for Greece, and S for Spain because they've pigged out on everything from socialism to giving government assistance to their bankrupt. There's no way to reverse this. There's no way to change it. These four countries are in a serious crisis, and people have been watching them for a long time, for the last four years. The economic outlook on there is bleak. There's no answer. There's no solution. Though the new government there has tried to have programs introduced that can change things, nothing works. Why? Because of what they've done. They've come into the European Union, which says you have to have abortion, you have to have abominable marriages, you have to have all these other kind of things, and they bought and sold the soul for this. So it won't work. It can't be fixed. It cannot happen. But yet, the Bible says, if my people, upon whom my name has been pronounced, humble themselves and pray and seek my presence and turn from their evil ways, I will hear them from heaven and pardon their sins, and revive the land. That means no matter how genius, how good, how conservative the government would be, or how even Christian the government might be, they can have all the plans they want. But until they take action, until they do something that says, I, we will not, we will not, we cannot, politicians, we cannot as a people flaunt in front of God and expect the most perfect plan to work. You can have a flawed plan that can be introduced by the government, and God can bless it if my people turn toward him because he says he revived his land. See, it's not so much the technique. It's not so much the method. It's not the genius. It's not the experts that know what's going on. It's a curse against the pig countries. And we are in that too. We're headed for the same way. So you hear this thing Joan just read is bleak. There's no way out of the situation. There's no exit. And yet Our Lady says prayer or through prayer, you'll perceive the greatest joy out of every situation that has no exit. Is it prayer to sit there and say, we're going to ban abortion in Spain? Of course it is. It's coming to truth. And you know what? That's what they just did. They even had a huge mass back in the new abortion law that just reversed everything in Spain. There's doomed country. There's no way around it. 700 experts says this is over. We're going to see a revolution here. And here in December, end of December, they changed the law. And by January 3rd, you know what's happening? The headline says, Spain's unemployment sees one of the sharpest drops on record. The second highest unemployment drop in its history. Wow, what happened? Now they're starting to say, well, it's the government's new methods and what they're coming up with. No, it's not. They said, we're going to, we're through with abortion. It's over. They overwhelmingly passed that the, 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 from the, the top, the 
prime minister or whatever he's called in this country, to the legislative branches, the parliaments, parliaments, they passed the law and they literally outlawed abortion. God doesn't mess around. If my people, upon whom my name has been pronounced, humble themselves and pray and seek my presence and turn from the evil ways, I will hear them from heaven and pardon their sins and revive the land. They don't even know how to explain it. The Moody ratings suddenly changed ratings for Spain and said they're moving it from negative to stable. How does this happen in 45 days? From a doom and gloom, you're over Spain. And for the last three or four years, said there's no way to reverse this. Moody said there has been a real improvement in economic government finances. Wow. Was it their methods? Or was it the blessing of God saying, hey, you turn your face toward me. You've banned abortion. I'm going to bless you. At least for that. That doesn't mean they're, they're morally right on everything they're doing. But you just give God a little and he'll give a lot. Nobody knows what to make about this. We find out because they're not putting it on the news. We have people calling us from overseas. Say, you won't believe. Unemployment's going down. Things are looking better. Everything's changed. It's overnight things have changed. The pro-abortion people are going crazy. One says, ideology? Question mark. Let each one of us have her own. It is not compulsory to have an abortion for people who don't want to. Isn't that strange? Abortion laws have been moved back to 1985 now in Spain overnight. And then they retract them back to where in your face, we're going to teach abortion. We're going to have programs for abortion. We're going to have it in education. We're going to get with that parental consent. And then they step back to the argument that they got to this point. And now they say, oh, well, it's not compulsory to have an abortion. If people don't want it, they don't have to. But don't stop it. See, they graduated by step-by-step step by arguments. Everybody, well, who am I to sit there and say someone wants abortion can't do it? This law says you can't do it. We don't care who you are. And God, he, he went on red alert with this. And remarkable, unbelievable, incredible changes are happening. Now, I'm not naive. I know we're headed for atonement. But God gives this for those who are in prayer, those who are seeing, those who understand the message, those who are look at God's hand in things that is not the government and any steps they took to make this turnaround happen. 700 experts seeing the methods that they were going to introduce, introduce to the financial reforms said it's over. It can't work. The pigs won't, the other pig countries won't work. But God can make that work when Spain passes a law, I'm connected to the financial methods to turn back toward God and turn your face toward God because we don't have an economic problem. We have a moral problem. You fix the moral problem, God fixes the economic problem. Now, I want to clarify. It's very likely these countries are still going under as well as the whole world economy is going under because we've got atonement. Our Lady said... You can pray to mitigate the secrets, but they will not go away because the punishment of man or the punishment of man's sins is necessary to do this. We have to be purified. But that doesn't stop God from, from having an interruption and a downfall to show, look what you did. As an encouragement 
Does the baby get up after crawling and say, I'm going to walk today? Or do you have to hold his hands in his first steps? God wanted this to see in Spain. When you pass this law, I'm holding your hand. You're still unstable. This is still going to have some retribution because you have to be purified. But I want to show you, I want to give you an example that you did this law, how quickly I can change things around for you. There's no other explanation for it. It doesn't just happen January 3rd, just a few days ago. The headlines say Spain's unemployment sees the sharpest drop on record. This is the second sharpest drop. I'm repeating myself what I said a little while ago. How does that happen when 700 experts says that can't happen? None of the figures show it will happen. Except my people turn their face toward me. And I'm reviving. I'm giving a little sign. I would say a little sign. Um, something gigantic. That would show them, hey, these steps leads to positive results of God handling the complications that man is not able to do and fix. We can't fix the economy in the United States of America or any other country. It is over for us. We're in debt. As what was being read was talking about the debts that they have, what they've gone, there's no way for the finances to, it can't be revived. But God can revive what's dead, even if he does it temporarily, which I believe this is a temporary thing. But our age has told us recently, even on a mountain, that for the world and for peace, I have plans that need to be realized. Need? She's never said that before. She says, I won't realized. God's plans to be realized. But never has she said the plans that need to be realized. Why does she say that? Because we're in crisis we're not going to recover from this without scratch, with just a few scratches. They say, this guy who wrote this article, there has to be an open-heart surgery. Don't even forget that. They need a transplant, a new soul, a new being, a new system. The system economically is rotten. And if God revives them on this system, that really is evil. It's not that he's supporting evil. He's relenting away from it to show his grace what it can do, even with this situation, that everybody will be encouraged. He doesn't want to discourage us from going to the Scriptures. He doesn't want to discourage the belief in Scriptures will happen. I believe this Bible verse is very, very well known in the United States from one little woman sitting in one little room reading her Bible saying this is a wonderful Bible verse because Reagan started quoting it because the mother found it for him. Where did it come from? Sometimes you may be doing something. You think nothing. Ronald Reagan wasn't president. They moved from house to house. His dad was a drunk. They didn't have a lot of money. They moved two or three times a year, actually. He, shows, he sold shoes that father did. She was very religious. She grounded Ronald Reagan in that. She took him out on Sundays to help people, do things and look out for people, look on the poor and help them. Many, many things she did. And we don't recognize how holy somebody may be by what they do or what they look like. But evidently, God put that in her heart to write that verse, knowing he was going to be present later, that he would make this something part of his whole work. Who worked with Ronald, who worked with P.O. Loggi, the, the <clears throat> pronunciation of the United States, who secretly was passing messages to uh, Pope John Paul, and they started a, uh, through Bill Clark, 
Secretary, a whole plan to bring down communism, evil. Can you imagine that? One little woman doing nothing, and one little woman sitting in her kitchen sink, weaving and washing dishes and taking care of little Jesus. We're in big times by little people who are humble, that God can use in the level of holiness they attain, not their well-fame and, and that they know be known in the, in the world. Don't think you have no plan. Our lady says, you cannot comprehend the greatness of your plan. You must pray to know what your role is, January 25th, 1987. Our lady's calling you for this. You want to fix the economy? Be holy. Love. Seek God's will in everything. This is what Joan asked me what I want for 2014. This is what I answered. First, seek God's will to perfection. Secondly, love. Our Lady has given us love through our messages. Our Lady has given love here in our apparitions on several times. She literally says, I give you my love, you give it to others. She told this to us, to the community. She talked to me before the community, when 1988 existed. We felt it in the room. And then the third thing, that's got to lead to holiness. So the love of holiness changes the economic situation, changes everything. If not for good, it will for good. Because even if it has to fall, it's going to bring a better economic situation, an agrarian way of life, or whatever the simple things God wants in our life. So don't discount this verse. Spain is our latest example. Moody Ratings Agency has changed it from negative to stable overnight. And everybody goes by the world, looks at, well, it must be the government, what they're doing. The government's been doing it. The United States government's been doing it. Everybody, every government's been doing it. European Union's been doing it. The difference is one thing. We are turning our face toward God. We're stopping abortions. And God says, I will revive your land. And in this case, I believe, I'm going to give you a sign of what can come if you continue on this. Change everything else. Sanctify marriage. Sanctify a level of, 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 of life, the sacredness. And you'll see me. You'll see my presence. And that's why she comes, the woman, to Medjugorje. Frank? Yeah, this is what uh, your listeners and our friends and customers tell us is that they tell us by their actions that they're humbly seeking God's presence and they're finding it in the Immaculate Heart of Mary because there's no separation um, between God's heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And they tell us this by uh, no one ever complains. You know, from a, a secular sense, the majority of people have bought the miraculous model Medjugorje around at a higher price than today's price. But nobody complains because... They know when they have the miraculous medal, they have everything. They have an eternal protection. As Our Lady says, spread the devotion of carrying the miraculous medal so more souls may be saved. They know those that they give it to, and those that they, in in our case, we use it for uh, goods and services. We've we've paid every walk of life with the miraculous medal. That there will be some protection because God can refuse His mother nothing, and she's obtained a grace through the miraculous medal. And they tell me that the system is a lie, and that's why they're not worried about what they've done, because there's no truth in creating $86 billion uh, to prop up a financial system and silver the most important industrial metal being in a two-year correction while the S&P 500 has went up 80%.
there's no truth. Where's the recovery if the most important industrial metal is not needed? And um, the, the entire system is a lie. It has, it has no backing. It has no substance. It's not measured. And it, it has to collapse. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when and how bad. Well, let me, so, let me give you an example of what you're saying that it has to collapse, which we've been saying this for a long time. People could say, well, look what happened with Spain. The ultimate goal, the ultimate way is, is governments are broke. The United States government is $16 trillion in debt. The Federal Reserve, strangely, keeps the interest rates down to what is it right now? It's almost zero in some cases for the government? Down to zero. nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Okay, why are they doing that? Because the Federal Reserve prints money. Gives it to the, the gives it to Congress and then they do it their expenditures, so it's printed new money, but they borrow this from the Federal Reserve, which they owe. So they have this tally rising, the sixteen trillion still moving like light speed. So if they raise the interest rate just one or two three percent, do you realize what's going to happen to the United States of America? We default. So. Sooner or later, they're going to do that. They're going to call that, that home. So when they decide to take interest and take it up to where it, it never, when Jimmy Carter was in, the interest rate got 22%. People forget this. If they just went up to 5% or 8%, it's over. And sooner or later, they're going to do that. So this thing is a, is a freight train bearing down a, a canyon where the bridge is not there mile deep. There's no way to fix this. And the only thing we do is turn our face toward God and all of us can be as an individual, what Spain did, that I'm going to change my own economic situation around through the moral walk that I'm going to be walking, take the means of exchange, like through the miraculous measure around and get out of the system or get into the land, which is the highest priority. You get to those places, change your life. I says, change the direction of your life. What does that mean? What does it mean to change the direction of your life? What direction are you walking right now? And what do you need to change to, to bring your life into accord and into harmony of the messages? So we have thousands and thousands of people, if not tens of thousands, doing this. They're all interested in community. They're all interested in buying their little piece of property. They're doing this religiously. And it's beautiful to hear people write to us says, I want you to come see my place. Or can you... Uh, we've just bought this, and, and, and it's happening. They're changing the direction of life, not completely, but LA wants a 180-degree change. And so you got to do what Spain did, and this will happen to you if you as a person, if you as a family, turn your face toward God. He will change your situation, and he will bless you. And if you humble yourself to this contrition and this revival, he will revive you. At least put you in a stable position, the most stable position for what's coming, you can be. Because nothing's going to be pleasant about the future. But one thing I can do, and I can say, I can see, when I'm down, when I've been down in Mexico, the people that's most impoverished when I rode out in the country, the people are happy. Poverty doesn't necessarily bring doom and gloom. Extreme poverty, where you die and your starvation does. So what kind of world are we coming to? Just reason it out. Frank, you can continue what you were finishing up on. Well, um, just, just as you say, there's no place to go from here. You can't 
raise interest rates, and it, you, you should see a boom in the economy with this, this, this type of money creation, but it's all going to the same place, and there's, there's greed in the markets, in the paper markets, um, uh, accounts are, are overflowing, and, and people are heading towards giddy. This is always a time when, when big money's moving out, and um, when people are greedy, get fearful. And there's um, there's apathy in the in the real markets, and particularly the most undervalued market, silver, is um, artificially depressed. And you have all the you know negative writings and all the things that you see at the bottom. And it's unsustainable. You can see that the paper sellers are now weaker weaker hands. If you've ever seen anything uh, that you can say it has to be higher because people have, have, have sold this naked and they have to buy back hundreds of millions of ounces, and they aren't the strong hands. These are managed money and, and um, small speculators. So, you know, there's, there's nothing real out there except what God has created and except what he's bringing us through our, our Lady's message, and, and that's, um, you know, where the people that call us are seeking God's, seeking God's will, and, um, and that's, that's where they're finding it in the message. Well, we need to see, we, we need to have a right mentality to understand things in this situation that we can't, my wife and I, right after we got married, we rented an apartment, then we rented a Victorian-type house. The guy offered to let us rent and buy, and then we revised, we, re, we uh, remodeled the house, Add two extra bedrooms to it. We ran out to the other side. It paid our rent, our, our payment to him. Got the house paid for. But that house was built in 1926. A beautiful home, big front porch. We loved it. Had two of our first sons there. And you can rebuild that and remodel it. And maybe another 15, 20 years the same. But somewhere along the line, that house, any house, any building, any government, can't be rebuilt. It's got to be torn down. Our economic situation has one fix to it, a crash. It cannot go from this and be uncomplicated and made simple. And so when things get so integrated as they are now, the only way to purify it is to kill it. And that judgment from God is going to happen. It's too immersed in evil. It's too tangled up Who's not flying on a kite and you get your kite string tied up, you just end up throwing away a string and go buy another one. We're there. There's, this is not going to be fixed. But what you can do is bail out of the system. You can start making your own system. You can start growing your own food. You can have some kind of insulation with that. But don't expect if you don't be a little Spain and do your morals and get your morals back right that that's going to be blessed. You can have all the money in the world. We've, we've come across people as building things and solar and everything except for sustaining it don't matter somebody's going to just come take it from them or a tornado's going to come through you got to take that walk first through moral purification and resetting yourselves on truth then everything can happen from there and that's what we're facing and you've got to start acting. Don't listen to the show and just sit on these things. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. You've got to start praying. You've got to start changing your life, your direction. Frank, your contact information? Yeah, you can call us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And the number, again, is 877-936-7686. Final comment? Yeah. Um, if, I, if I understand correctly, Our Lady mentioned community 
to the first time when um, she founded Caritas Community, and she asked you to start a community, and didn't mention it again until um, June, I think, of this two thousand last year, th- two thousand thirteen. So after the book was released, and people, because of they fired the first shot, two thousand and twelve, were seeking community, and Our Lady was affirming that this is the direction we should go. People will sometimes call me and and say what's what's very normal. I'm sure it was probably the way that that you felt. It was certainly the way that we felt is that we're private people. We don't want to, you know, we don't feel called to community. And I think that that's a pretty natural um, reaction to living close to others and and giving up. Um, it's a selfish reaction. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. It's normal, yes, but it's based in selfish. Selfishness, and just to be historically correct, our lady did say community one time before, back in eighty one, eighty two, eighty three, right in there. She says the best prayer is community prayer. Never did she mention it from that point all the way to thirty two years later, till June of uh, I think it was June of two thousand and thirteen. I think June is the month, and she's mentioned it four or five times since that point. But go ahead. So yeah, I'm just asking you, um, you know, how important is this? That those that are understanding these things, that who are ladies found to be apostles, how important is it to to live in community? Just as as important was when a pioneer was trying to cross and transverse the United States, and they got an Indian attack, they got slaughtered. But when they traveled with purpose in wagon trains in community to have protection, just as just as it would be for uh, a military guy to sit there and say, "I'm going to go out in the troop." Leave my troops and go out there in the battlefield and fight. Is what what's going to happen? Is it better for him to go out with his battalion? It's just common sense. The the early church went in the community. The Corinthians, the Thessalonians, by necessity, because they wanted to be around other people who wanted to have shared values and shared moral values and the same principles of Christianity. The natural result is going to happen whether you like it or not. Our lady told me through Maria that there's going to be a lot of sacrifices I had to make. She says she won't see sacrifices for me for what's going to be realized here. So that means I can't be independent of what people who wanted to come here and live in community and be, be, be in another way. Now, I've got my own house, true. I've got my land and people live on my land. But everything I do has to be in consideration of that. Because my future security is in the community. My family's future is in the community. Because it is what is of God. And what is of God, he blesses. You want to be a bunch of independents out there? Go ahead. But don't sit there and run down our road two years from now and say, hey, hey, let us come here. No, you take your, your opportunity now. We can't, we can't take thousands of people. You've got the opportunity. Our lady says, use this. This is a time of grace. Use it well that it might go good for you. You don't want to feel called to community? So be it. I think that's based in, uh, uh, I think that has to be a lot of self-evaluation of your heart. Is God in the first place? Are you really listening to the messages? Oh, it's it's a lot of intrusions to be laying in our bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and and. Somebody come into our living room, come into our library, and come to our bedroom and say my name and wake wake me up because something and something's happened in Medjugorje. And I said the road intrusion because that's how you would see it. I see it as accepting God's grace. This is how we live here. Many times in the middle of the night, 
I'm awoke. Because as an international mission, things happen. People don't ring the doorbell. They're free to come in like that. You think, wow. Well, we've had 100,000 people over 100,000 in a bedroom. Our lady says you're going to have to sacrifice certain things. But you know what I've got in return? Way more than the loss of privacy. Because that was your statement, Frank, that the loss of privacy wants them to keep that. Is that what you said? Yes. you got to sacrifice something. you got to give up something. But you know what? We get more privacy. I'm protected by the community. The community is protected by me. You don't lose anything. By the ways of the world, the measures of the world, the way it goes, you do. Because I can't be just independent and make my decisions without the consequences of how would this affect the community. Everything has to be considered that. The greater, larger family unit is here. And that's why Jesus says, my peace is a sword. It divides. Father against son, son against father. Mother against daughter, daughter against mother. Father-in-law against daughter-in-law. Seven examples Jesus gives. But then he goes on and says, for those who turn toward me and follow my peace, they'll receive a hundred brothers, a hundred sisters. And then God even emphasizes that when he's talking and they say, your mother and your brother's outside. And Jesus turns to them and says, who's my mother? Who's my brother? I tell you, he who does the will of God is my mother and brother. God's uniting through Our Lady, people and community. And if blood relatives come along with you, beautiful. If they don't, so be it. You still got to follow God and seek God's will. And not have blood ties that will keep you from what God is showing you to do. We're way over time. Any last comment, Frank? We're brief. Well, just um, call us about this economic situation. We can help you. Um, people call us even about community, and uh, you know we're happy to help. You know, get you in the right direction. And um, you know, thanks for uh, you know your listeners helping me to see that uh, our protection is in Our Lady's message, and that's and that's where we seek God. Well, this is a beautiful example God's just given us to one of the pig countries that nobody could even foresee nor could have imagined. But all things are possible through God, even to revive what's dead. We wish Our Lady, we love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.